Real good. 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 Hello and welcome to Real Good Show. It's episode six, and you are listening to uh, what was at one point the number four sports podcast in the world, according to the Canadian iTunes chart. I don't believe we're even on that chart at all at this point. But uh, for <laughs> Wouldn't one, that just be Canada then? Yeah, maybe, yeah. I guess. But, the, you know, <laughs> That's pod- podcasts big. come from all over the world, so the Canadian chart of worldly sports podcast we okay. were number four at one point we we're number four in the world in canada yes for okay. one brief moment shining moment and it was beautiful <laughs> and maybe we'll get back there again with this episode six it's me justin morissette happy to be joined as always Stefan Heck and john cullen and yeah great intro i, I was wondering how long it was going to take you in the podcast to talk about our podcast charting <laughs> six and, seconds uh, yeah, yeah it was as about as fast as i figured it probably would be so <laughs> congratulations to us i feel like we've just have to now we know that every time we do the every time we're on the charts we just have to be like screenshotting like as often as possible just in case we don't get that high again like no we were four i swear we were we're seven now oh no we were four we were above bill simmons we were above actually most podcasts in the world so it was pretty sweet but uh i'm not sure how most podcasts works, in the world in canada yeah yes. yeah in canada <laughs> <laughs> and it is yes the the algorithm restructures like once per hour so i just kind of want like uh maybe we should start this sort of um like I think it'd be great just to prove the worldly podcast theory that we do kind of like a vote for Rory situation and we just pick like some non-English language podcast and just download as many episodes <laughs> as possible, get all of our <laughs> listeners to download some Swedish sports podcast and see how high we can drive up its ratings in Canada. They're going to be so confused and give that real good bump. Yeah, thank exactly. You, thank yeah. you for bringing up vote for Rory though. That was a that was a great. That was yeah. back in like 2006 yeah. or I'm, something. He's not even a Canucks fan and honestly I had almost forgotten about that. That was a great moment. I mean, I feel like it was kind of came back a little bit this year because of the whole like Royals fiasco. Yeah. With them getting like eight of their players as starters in the all-star game or whatever. And And a quick primer for those who are listening who don't know what the vote for Rory campaign was. Rory Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, it was probably forgotten by most people who even knew who he was, was just (laughs) randomly chosen by hockey Twitter. Or I don't even know. Twitter didn't even exist No, it was on uh, HF boards and Canucks.com is where it started, if I recall. Okay, and it was yeah. Canucks fans. Yeah, because he was he, he was a Canucks him. defenseman. He's like the definition of a journeyman defenseman. And basically. Sabres, yeah. he came from the Sabres. Yeah, and Buffalo fans. But like a journeyman, like but that didn't really journey that far. Like yeah. he didn't really play that many games. Yeah. Even like just like your buddy who did that rollerblading trip across the country and made it like one day before. Quitting. <laughs> That's about as much of a journeyman as Rory. Exactly. Is. Yeah. Exactly. It was the equivalent of whatever. Going from Gander to whatever dildo. other city, yeah, dildo. <laughs> yeah, like I can't think of any. I know like three cities in Newfoundland. 
But he he had a groundswell, and I think he was actually number one in the vote. Yeah, he was ahead of Lidstrom while. and Niedermeyer, and I remember people were making like fake like uh, hit videos against Lidstrom and Niedermeyer. One yeah. of them was like Lidstrom was like minus four in a game once. <laughs> a or political attack yeah. ad, yeah. I but didn't that he too. like didn't he himself like almost submarine his own campaign? I feel I, like I think he, he felt was, very awkward about he it. He felt very yeah. Like I just remember. What? Kind of like it was a really big deal, and then he kind of came out and was sort of like, I don't think I want to go yeah. to the... Like, I feel maybe he had, like, a great vacation booked or something. He's yeah. like, oh, shit, I'm finally making NHL money. Well, he, he booked, like, some ridiculous four-day vacation. Now he's like, oh, shit, I might have to go to the All-Star game. I, I know he came in to, you know, work one day, which is the hockey rink for him. And oh, every, is that where... Is that what and, it is? And every single one of his teammates was wearing a Vote for Rory, yeah. like, campaign t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Which probably, like, is pretty uncomfortable <laughs> if you're him because, like... It's kind of like It is an ironic... Like, campaign yeah. where the joke is that you're terrible. So yeah, You're so terrible that this is lovable. <laughs> yeah. But he should have like he had the votes and then one, I remember one day he like just lost a bunch of votes yeah. and to be fair people were using like scripts and stuff. Yeah there were bots oh, yeah. voting for him yeah. definitely. But it, it was this was back in like yeah 2000, it was the 2007 All-Star Game um, January 24th 2007 in Dallas and uh, yeah so I guess back then it was a lot easier to kind of run these bots and and just and flood them with votes. And I suppose Twitter did exist at that point, but not in the same capacity that it currently does. Did it? Did it? I thought it was 2008. Well, anyway, I no, I have no idea. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have made much of a difference. I know it was. It was mostly like forums. It was like HF boards, Canucks.com. Yeah, I know um, when Twitter started, it was just basically Ashton Kutcher yelling into space. <laughs> essentially, that's all I know about the early days of Twitter. That I can't wait like until it goes back. The to early that. celebrity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's going to be much what the it same is way that the universe. Uh, grows and grows and grows <laughs> and expands and then it will eventually contract twitter will eventually at one point just be ashton <laughs> once again yeah just just posting pictures of his children and yelling <laughs> into space well i know that sometimes we open the show by just telling each other good for you in terms of personal accomplishments and i thought i might just jump right into that six seconds into the show by saying just good for us oh, good for us good oh, for okay. all of us. oh i see oh okay. right. yeah because okay. i was like i was trying to think of any good yeah. shit that i, I did i didn't and accomplish I anything this week. yeah you so. guys never do anything good yeah. so i figured it was only me that you could have been talking <laughs> about if you want to know where my life is at right now <laughs> at one point last night i had spent seven of the previous 24 hours attending wwe wrestling shows so that's an accomplishment things yeah. are going yeah. well <laughs> whatever <laughs> you have a lot in common with like residents of shreveport louisiana <laughs> Yeah, my mom is uh, just absolutely thrilled with that, too. Uh, and I, I bet, uh, yeah, I can only imagine. She yeah, she's uh, told me explicitly several times, it's exclusively for rednecks. Why are you doing this? And it's just, uh, you know, it's enjoyable sometimes. But I know people hate it when I talk about Twitter or wrestling on my Twitter account. And it's probably even worse when we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, no, we're done with you have a, You have a nice a voice, though. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it, you're talking about wrestling. So yeah, it kind of yeah. like, cancels <laughs> it out. But, out. Yeah. Maybe but, if you talk about it long enough, like some WWE scout. Like, you have, like maybe that's where they scout. Like, they scout podcasts yeah. for, like, future announcing. Well, a lot of their current Oh, you're going to say for future wrestlers. Well, no, Justin's not. No. Well, although, well, yesterday. Yeah, we we were going through the border. You want to tell this story? Yeah, sure. So we go. So Justin and I, I went to Raw with Justin yesterday. We went down to Everett, Washington. Washington. Uh, Beautiful city. Uh, No. The sunset Um, was quite uh, gorgeous. Yeah, sunset was really nice over the derelict buildings (laughs) (laughs) in the the parking lot that only costs us $5 to park in. That's how you know. 
that your city is a piece of shit when you have like a an event that has never been in Everett before. The show was sold out and a parkade one and a half blocks from the arena could still only manage to charge $5 for the entire evening. What's the Canadian equivalent or the BC equivalent of like Duncan maybe? Uh, oh, of, of Everett. Well, no, because it's really close to Seattle. So yeah. it'd be like, uh, like Hope? Surrey. Or yeah, or no, Hope uh, might even be too far. Hope might be too far. Abbotsford. Like, yeah, Coquitlam ish, but not no, not as nice as Coquitlam. Abbotsford. Probably. Yeah. Shout out to the six people who are enjoying this little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sidebar. Yeah, we're celebrating our newfound success, which no doubt means we have listeners outside of Vancouver by just exclusively talking about Vancouver about stuff. suburbs. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so just basically, wherever you're listening to this from, uh, probably most of our listeners live in those cities, so they know exactly that we're not, I don't think it's like, (laughs) really like uh, metropolitan, uh, you know, people listening to this show, but um, yeah, just pick a city like half an hour outside of your major city, and um, that's where, that's it. And that I'm assuming it is just as poor as this city, (laughs) and... um, Anyway, I don't know why I'm just like <laughs> trashing the city for no reason. We're talking about crossing the border. Right. So we're going. So Justin and I are going across the border. And uh, for those of you that can't tell from our profile picture uh, or our like podcast photo, uh, Justin is uh, not exactly a small man. And uh, so we're crossing the border. And the gentleman at the border asked what we were doing. Purpose and we, of your trip. Yeah, like that. And, <laughs> um, and so... He, uh, we just said we were going to wrestling and he said, oh, are you guys wrestling? <laughs> and I said, well, I'm in no shape to wrestle because again, if you have seen the, uh, the photo, I'm not exactly uh, the strongest person in the world. I struggle with most jars. And, uh, <laughs> and so I said, well, maybe I said, I'm in no shape to wrestle, but maybe he's wrestling. And then the border guard just kind of looked at us. He's like, <laughs> that's funny. Have a good time, boys. <laughs> Him wrestling, us, yeah. hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> and then just let us go. The shape of our photo is kind of like uh, like a stock market thing, where it's like the stock started going up and it gets like top of Justin's head, and then it just fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of short, I'm sort blob. of. Well, you're not I'm like, like five ten, nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the look on your face was like. I write five ten in my online <laughs> dating profile, <laughs> but I don't. But like, let's be serious here. No, I, yeah, I know. It's just I feel like Justin. What are you six three? Six two. Six two. Okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, I feel like, and I'm about six feet, so you're just kind of stuck. Like, yeah. you started a podcast you're with the wrong dude. Where the market opened in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> at noon. Yeah. Exactly. John Taffer rang the bell. Yeah. And it started with you, and uh, then it went from there. But uh, I don't know. There was one guy in the lineup who kept saying that you looked like Stephen Amell, the star of yeah, Arrow. Yeah, which was very nice of him to say because uh, uh, he's a very good looking and man. S- Stephen Amell was on the show last night. He got into the ring and attacked Stardust. <laughs> and uh, he looked good. Like usually when, wrestle- when like celebrities get involved in pro wrestling angles, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I guess he does a lot of fighting on the show though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. He, he legit like climbs a salmon ladder. Like, yeah. Almost every episode. Is that a ladder made out of salmon? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. It's very slippery. It's yeah. very that's why hard that's, that's to hold challenging on to. because yeah. it's very slippery. <laughs> and, 
uh, one week they pranked him and all the salmon was rotten so it <laughs> smelled and it was slippery but like David Arquette in WCW is like the worst thing that ever and they happened made him in the WCW. champion which was even and that's more WCW hilarious. which terrible things happened all the time so to be the worst thing is really well Jay something. Leno also wrestled in WCW so and so did the insane clown posse and so but did like the insane clown posse you can buy yeah, like, you're like they even, backyard wrestle yeah and, yeah you're like for sure they've grown up with wrestling like you could buy that but like robocop also made an appearance that's on amazing WCW that's, on that's wonderful like, yeah that's pretty dope sting was like locked in a cell and robocop like <laughs> down the like ramp and bent the bars to let him out okay so like which current celebrity would you say would be like the person you would least want to see wrestle oh I thought John Stewart did a really good job I when he least. was feuding with Seth Rollins, but well, I'm trying to think of what's someone a celebrity who's like not, here, like, or a celebrity athlete. Any, it could be anyone. Just because like, like Stephen Hawking is like a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Would you least want to see that? Well, I, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I like that's kind of that might be entertaining. Yeah, I like. I think let's go most because I think most would be like John Taffer. I would love to I see. I would. Uh, yeah, like, he looks like he could handle himself too. Like just hopping well, over yeah, the ropes. Well, yeah, but he would like be Stephen like, Amel it would just be like a. Re- he wouldn't understand that it was not a real yeah. fight. <laughs> It'd be like, like your, p- have- your punches are garbage. All <laughs> these punches, you should yeah. be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, like the the show Raw would be two hours and fifty five minutes of them explaining to John Taffer that it's not real. And then five minutes of him actually punching. <laughs> so yeah, this is a good time. I think if John Taffer, if you're listening to this right now, uh, please plead once again. Unblock me on Twitter. He it's, might be now. It's our, been like we're number four in the world. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's been like three and a half months. Like I think we can let bygones be bygones. I won't do another anime sex thing with you. I, like you, I'll I'll get your blessing first if I do. One thing one. I will say, and I was mentioning this to you before the podcast, Stefan, is that at least John Taffer is consistent because he has blocked another one of my friends uh, who tweeted uh, something along the lines of wanting John Taffer to rescue his dick um, and he did not appreciate said comment and blocked my friend immediately. So apparently he's fine with rescuing bars, but penises he draws the line. Draws the line. Cock yeah. rescue. Call that a dick. <laughs> Yeah. I would. I, That's the name of his cock rescue show. Yeah. You, you call, call that, that a dick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I would pay a lot of money to see John Taffer just yell at someone's penis. Yeah, <laughs> well, who wouldn't? Just this guy just has his pants around his ankles. He's obviously flaccid because you're not getting hard in front of Taffer. Like, no, that's not, that's unless, unless you have like one of those weird things where you're like attracted to... Uh, like rage or yeah. anger. You, you know, have like, like a, a fetish for like Andrew Dice yeah. Or a fear boner. <laughs> Isn't that like a thing? Uh, yeah. Why, why are you looking at me? <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, that's never... like a thing from the league. I don't know if oh, it's Oh, from the league. That's right. Okay, yeah. I, I knew there was, that's why I was like, no, like I, I wasn't like looking right at you. Like, isn't that a thing? Oh, don't yeah. you get scared and get boners? <laughs> I, stuff? And it I get like, like morning wood and I guess I'm like scared just in general when I wake up. So I don't know if that counts. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's been a while since we've talked about big country's dick, so I feel like we're really improving our dick quota right now. Yeah, this is good. yeah why not? This is a good section of the program. <laughs> you but call that a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we we're talking John Taffer. Do you do you want to get into it right now, Stefan? Do you have something? I for do. The I've got something for the Taffer Tracker. Taffer Tracker. <laughs> uh, it's been a little quiet on the Taffer Tracker recently. I was say, this is like, it's been a few episodes now. It has been. So I just decided to like look him up on Google News, and there's an article about him on entrepreneur.com. Uh, which is like, that's such a shitty website. I can just tell right off the bat. 
because it's called entrepreneur.com. Anyway, the headline is <laughs> Bar Rescues John Taffer says every excuse is BS. The article is approximately five paragraphs long. And one of the paragraphs is like a seven-word sentence. Yeah. Yeah, and so the meat of the article is, every excuse is bull, Taffer says. That's like the quote from him, uh, which in the headline it says BS. BS is different from bull, so already I don't trust this guy as an entrepreneur, whoever's writing this. Uh, and then it says, for more on Taffer's thoughts on failure, check out the video above. And there's no video above. <laughs> so, so I don't know if that's kind of like this own. like meta thing where it's like you're, you're, Taffer's thoughts on failure. Oh, there's no video. Okay, it's like a it's well, like I don't symbol. know. The 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 author credit is Jason Fell, and under his name it says former managing editor. <laughs> oh my so maybe, god, it does. So maybe he d- you know didn't put that video in, and that was it. Jason, you're done. Wow. <laughs> you're out as managing editor. <laughs> he was the managing editor of which, entrepreneur.com, which and then he fell. He wrote an article about failure on entrepreneur.com and then got fired because it was so <laughs> bad. <laughs> which we're not going to edit the article to put the video in. We're just going to edit your title to say former <laughs> managing editor. I like that. That's awesome, actually. That should be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the Taffer tracker which right is, there. I feel like you're like um, like a character in a movie like at one of those like navy sonar like surveillance posts the tapper truck. it's just yes. like spinning just the bar is yeah. spinning and beep beep sir we've got something <laughs> i like that that's the taffer tracker for the week but uh, you know this is nominally a sports podcast and we've talked so much about sports already Stephen amell participated in fake sports which he looked good he looked like he belonged yeah he looks good and he got one of the biggest pops of the night, like the crowd was crazy for him, which I was quite surprised by. Yep. But let's talk about real sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good idea. Uh, and so that's what everyone listening was thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start, <laughs> start talking about real sports. I guess it was, it was sakes, a- because we've talked about the last couple of weeks. We've talked <laughs> ma- mostly about wrestling and roller skating and so. wrestling movies and wrestling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, Hulk so Hogan's we, film career because it was a pretty quiet week in sports until until this morning. Yeah. Yeah, we we uh, we had something go down. Something wonderful happened in uh, the training camp for the New York Jets, the New York Football Jets. <laughs> Do they call them that, or is no, it the, it's football the Football Giants? Giants. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Because at one time there were the New York Baseball Giants and also, the New York Football, and Giants. then they moved to San Francisco. The, there's the Winnipeg Hockey Jets, and the Dodgers yeah. also were based out of Brooklyn and moved to L.A. So does California owe all of its baseball teams to New York, basically? Yes. Essentially, yes. All right. Well, uh, you know, you've probably heard about it by now because it was hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that is, of Anytime course, a man gets hurt, it is hilarious. <laughs> that uh, the New York Jets quarterback, Geno Smith, will be out for the next six to ten weeks, missing a sizable portion of the baseball or football season, rather. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching baseball on TV right <laughs> now. God. But, uh, Why um, would you admit that to the people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, well, we're trying to do this, but we're also watching the game at the same time, you know. But, you know, sometimes I will just say what I'm looking at instead of what I mean to say. Do you ever have that happen? Like the a word gets replaced in your head but just by what you're looking directly at at the moment? No. So like if I was like ordering a pizza, I'm on the phone and there's like a dog in front of me and I'm like, I want to order a dog. <laughs> yeah. That happens to you. you well, might, are these, these might be a series of like I was going to say, yeah, miniature this strokes. because I'm smart. Like I don't know. I've never had, can I order a dog? Yeah. You know what would be great is if they were like, oh yeah, that's just actually the, we'll transfer you. 
I'm sure at Little Caesars you can order dogs. Uh, fresh slice. Fresh slice, you could definitely order yeah. a dog. No question. Well, you might like they might just give you the pizza with like the hot dog crust instead. That's Pizza Hut, isn't it? I think so. Does Fresh Slice do that too? No, if no. Fresh Slice did it, it would be like Their the take cocktail on it weenies just be, yeah. that come in the jar. They'd put those in Well, the, the Pizza Hut one, it's like these little mini ones, and they're they're like coated in like, they're breaded or whatever. Yeah, so they yeah. look like little uncircumcised dicks, and they're just surrounding the pizza. You it's call the that a dick? advertising thing in the world. Well, little ones. <laughs> Very like. You call yeah. that a dick pizza, which is John Taffer's <laughs> program where he <laughs> reviews hot dog pizza. No, actually, that's because it's got to be somewhat food related, right? Because he's got like bar rescue. So maybe it. Well, I know that's not like necessarily food, but maybe it would just be like you call that a dick, but it's actually just about dick shaped foods. Or it could <laughs> like be it's um, not di- like pickles and hot dogs. <laughs> like there's that there's that porn website that uh, where the guys like stick their dicks through the pizza. Pizza. Oh yeah, big, big sausage, yeah, big pizza. sausage pizza. Fuck, I hate that I know that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think we all knew that. I, I definitely knew it, but I'm glad I wasn't the one to name it. Did you notice that I kind of like pretended to not know the name? I was like, oh, the website where the the pizza. It was the like uh, it was like the weird like the two parts of my brain, like the one part of my brain that always wants to be right, and then the other part of my brain that was ashamed that I knew that question. Because you, yeah, you were like in your head. There's somebody listening to the podcast right now who's going to be screaming yeah. big. Sauce. <laughs> oh man that was just always like uh f- no we're not gonna big sausage pizza it. pisses me off because they ruined the pizza exactly and also like they just carried the boxes real weird like you have to yeah like what were you expecting when the delivery guy showed up and he's carrying the box and also vertical to the ground <laughs> How did the slices not all just fall to yeah, the bottom exactly, of the box? Because it was glued to the box. Are they just glued in place? Yeah, this is vertical. <laughs> Hello, you've reached vertical pizza. <laughs> well, and there's also two possibilities, too. Either the pizza is piping hot like it should be, and he's severely burning his cock. <laughs> Or it's cold pizza, and who wants to eat that? Well, yeah, first exactly. of all, there's a dick in it, so. But <laughs> <laughs> you call that a dick? Pizza. This is a sports podcast. Yeah, yeah. it is, and we were so <laughs> close. We were so close, but then to talking about on to vertical football, pizza. and I said baseball instead. Geno Smith, quarterback for the New York Jets, is going to miss a significant chunk of the season because <laughs> they got food poisoning <laughs> from a dick pizza. <laughs> Because, uh, I don't it's just being disputed at the moment if he was sucker punched or if he was just the guy who got hit first. I heard he put his, he kind of like waved his finger in the guy's I face, which isn't like a reason him. to get punched. He but finger like, wagged That's him. still like a sucker punch. That's a big step up from finger wag. I you suppose know what I mean? so. But, uh, you know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I agree with the uh, the New York Jets' uh, coach's logic. And that sucks for him, right? New Brand new coach of the Jets. Rex Ryan's just left the team. Which I wish know we had Rex seen Ryan Rex Ryan's take on this. Yeah. Something so funny. <laughs> Rex Ryan um, is just wishing, if he was the, still the coach, that uh, the guy had just like kicked him, like high kicked yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Face. So he could <laughs> watch the foot yeah. video over and over again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, which that would be a real weird uh, <laughs> fetish video. It's a foot <laughs> through the pizza. <laughs> like, oh, I seem to have dropped your pizza. Now it's on my foot. Can I come in? 
<laughs> I can't uh, get it off my shoe. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather really... put my foot through a pizza than my dick through a pizza. No, <laughs> no me too. Especially yeah. if it's oh, hot, definitely. like you said. Yeah. If anyone's asking on the mailbag, I'm sorry. <laughs> we yeah. spoiled just answered it. it. Yeah, so. we spoiled the, uh, the question. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rank the body parts you would like to have on a pizza. Go. Or uh, through a pizza yeah, through. from below yeah, the box. Sorry, through a pizza. Which, yeah, so it's well, already mouth, the mouth pizza. is one. Yeah, mouth is number one, yeah. for sure. Because then your mouth is like a drain, and you can just suck the pizza <laughs> into it. Just <laughs> through the holes. What? Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. I feel bad for the new coach of the Jets, because... He had to like, this is basically like his first like major order of business is like talking about this. And he said, we were listening to his clip earlier and he was talking about how uh, no man should ever punch another man in the face unless his family is threatened, which I don't believe if you're wagging your finger at someone and you're he, threatening he, their family. He did say save for like uh, the other guy puts hands on you first. Yeah, which implies that Gino didn't. Put hands on him. First. Yeah. Well, That's somebody asked, like. somebody asked for clarification that Gino did. Maybe he when he no, wagged he his not. finger, he accidentally hit his nose, kind of like a boop boop, boop situation. <laughs> he he thought nose. he was going to get boop. eye raked. Yeah. He just booped his nose and then got punched. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Gino Smith will miss six to 10 weeks because he broke his jaw getting punched good in the punch. face. Yeah, yeah you, that's you gotta, a... You gotta be dropping somebody really hard to break their punch. jaw Well, the, the dude hit. who punched him is gigantic as well. Like, yeah. he's huge. Wrong guy to get I mean, the he's with. a football player, but he's he's big. I.K. I mean, Anampali is his name. If, if, you're a, if you are a quarterback, you probably shouldn't be fighting anyone on your team. Like, I'm presuming you're one of the least strong people on your team well, you, there's no, a few I, exceptions i mean roethlisberger's a giant cam newton but like i mean and then geno smith is actually pretty big too but like he's fi- he's fighting a well, lineman I and mean, probably it, a good, it's a linebacker well li- yeah linebacker exactly so not only is he not fat he's like he's big but not fat and yeah. his job is to get at the quarterback yeah exactly and yeah. he did just that geno yeah. smith is geno <laughs> so smith is like six instinct. two and a half so <laughs> yeah yeah, Geno Smith is actually on the bigger side for a QB, but still not the guy I'd probably pick to. to like, I'd I'd get in a fight with the kicker. Like, if I'm going to borrow money off someone on my team, oh, I and thought there not was like pay a, them back. Another quarterback in the league that you'd rather fight. Which oh, there are definitely quarterbacks. Like Alex the white Smith. Ones. First, yeah, Alex Smith would <laughs> be. Apparently, probably the first average choice. height of an NFL quarterback is six foot three. Well, yeah, because they have yeah. to see over the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. always the the uh, dig on Breeze and Wilson. That, and, and, yeah, yeah, all the shorter guys they they can't see over the line of scrimmage. Which is hilarious. I would probably challenge Jay Cutler to a fight with the like <laughs> with. Just the he understanding just that he would bow out of the fight halfway through and <laughs> yeah. just watch from the sidelines. Yeah, the he would for sure. Yeah. Uh, but there was a great quote uh, from before this incident happened. Uh, Look this up, and this was the, the lead of the story that Yahoo Sports ran with uh, in introducing you to the man who just broke Geno Smith's jaw, I.K. Enampali, uh, a story that JetsInsider.com did on him before training camp, or early in training camp, rather. The story spoke about how hard he was working to establish himself. He spoke about how he wanted to be great. Quote, when I retire, I want to watch film and look back at my career and just say, damn, you did that? He told Jets Insider. And he definitely did something today that uh, had a lot of people saying, damn, you did that. (laughs) I imagine that's all of the texts that he received today was just damn you did that yeah just people sending him snapchats i'm just like damn you did that <laughs> blowing and, up his phone and this was apparently over a 600 hundred dollar plane ticket and i'm not sure who owed who money 
on this transaction. Gino owed him Gino, money, I yeah, believe. Well, why is Gino down. not buying his own plane tickets? He is the quarterback. It was for uh, like uh, M M&K- M Pally was uh, ha- it was running his own like uh, high school like quarterback camp, camp or some sort of football camp. And he flew and him I think down. He, he for Gino Smith to come down, he bought the ticket. He was like, "Oh, I'll pay for your ticket if you come to the to the camp." With, like, the or I'll just stuff, buy it right now and you'll pay me back. Yeah, which so. clearly was not happening. Yeah. And will now never happen. So way to go, and Palier just flushed that money away. But uh, this is going to segue nicely into our clip of the week, which you cannot find on ESPN any longer. They pulled it because uh, <laughs> it's always a good yeah, sign. Exactly. Roger- which it should be said that kind of shocking that ESPN didn't pull the Bob Costas, but <laughs> they were like, "Nah, we're we stand behind that. We're fine with that one." I think that was on uh, MLB TV, actually. Yeah. Oh, but I thought yeah. it was like Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, though. I thought that I think it was on network. ABC. I think it was the MLB Network. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Never mind. But so that's they, still they, they still didn't pull it either. But yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it wouldn't be ABC. This is a great clip. Costas is talking. Uh, so this is coming into us from from the good folks at Deadspin who have archived it after ESPN deleted it, probably at the request of Roger Goodell. They seem to like do whatever Goodell wants. So yeah, I'm probably. going to assume that he placed a call to remove this from your <laughs> airwaves, please. But it still exists, and we're happy it does because it's the real good show. Clip of the week on the phone: Chris Carter, ESPN's NFL analyst, coming yeah. in as a free agent or a late round draft pick, which think you know about yeah. myself I've been cut and don't you know what it is because you're just a scrappy guy so a lot of times now with the lack of practices you don't feel like you get a chance to prove your point that you can play at this level mm. and there's a lot of protection for some of the star players especially the quarterback now I don't know what happened <laughs> but for me it's a lack of leadership on Geno Smith's part that he would put himself in arm's way to get sucker punch. Because, man, you're the, you're the president, like, CEO of the team. We can't have you fighting. Now, we got a bunch of other fighters here, and these young players are trying to make the team. So, for me, from a leadership standpoint, if you look at the best quarterbacks in this league, they're great leaders, and they can say things to players to make them uncomfortable. But you got to establish yourself with those players before they, before you get that respect. Man, Tom Brady goes up and down, rips guys up and down. Dan Marino was legendary for it. Jim Kelly, Montana. But when guys don't respect you, you see the likelihood for something like this happen, especially with it not being on the field in a competitive, you know, situation. Chris mentioned star players. And, and <laughs> it's always good when you begin your comments with, now, I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's but... always great. And then, yeah, but to me. Yeah. And but make... to me, here is what happened. Like Which... It'd be like finding a dead body on the street that had just been hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> and you just walk you up and you're like. get out of the way. Well, no, I'm thinking even worse. You just go up and you're like, well, I don't know what happened, but. I'm thinking they got shot. No bullet <laughs> wounds whatsoever. This has been this is murder. And I'll say it was probably my friend Rob. It was definitely my friend Rob. <laughs> I have a couple issues with Chris Carter here. Uh, one of them, he says Geno Smith is the president of the Jets. Uh, the president of the Jets is actually Neil Glatt. So he feels very slighted. Yeah, today. come on. Yeah. I know he was speaking. Gross. Yeah, but and then the second thing is he said put himself in arms way. 
And I think he actually thinks that's the saying because he got punched. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you get punched. You put yourself in arm's way because there's an arm coming towards Or Chris it. Carter's a retired pirate. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's just one of those people who like can't say the letter H for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, there are a few. Well, if it starts a word. Yeah, like people yeah. who say like human instead of human. which Or huge. Which is the like weirdest. Donald Trump. I think he, he said he and him, though, a couple times. I yeah. Think. So I don't know. Maybe it's just certain I think vowels he actually just well, sound real weird if you said e <laughs> he was doing that well maybe that people say that i don't, I don't know. know m kind of i feel like yeah. i've heard that before yeah, it sounds true. sort of like irish or, or like or a something. Him. yeah yeah I don't, I don't think chris carter is like a cockney chimney no speaker. i don't think so no <laughs> uh the funny thing i thought about this too was like chris carter and he is a former like i think he's in the nfl hall of fame like a wide receiver, unbelievable yeah. receiver for the vikings for a number of years um certainly an, a, a great player even if he's not in the hall of fame i just went into google and the top result before i could even finish writing hall of fame was hall of fame speech so yes there you go okay yeah so i thought he was in the hall yeah so i mean he's a very well-known guy and he's listing off all these quarterbacks like geno smith is i think this is his third year in the league (laughs) and he's expecting that he's gonna be uh, like telling his team to f off like tom brady or dan joe montana and denver like i mean i'm it's obviously Geno Smith probably does need to have some modicum of control or leadership over the team. But to say like that Geno Smith should just be telling his team to fuck off on the reg is like pretty ridiculous. One of the things that jumped out at me too was he's like, we got other guys who were fighters. And, you know, he should not be one of them. There's other guys who are fighters. Well, yeah, and the preamble to that was very weird like, before he got into the, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what happened. has to do with the guy. Where he's talking about, like, guys have so few chances to prove themselves yeah. in practice, they got to beat up other it guys was, in the I locker I think that room. was the implication. Yeah, that yeah. seems to be the implication. He's saying that, like, Geno Smith, if Geno Smith has a problem with another player, then he just needs to, like, pull a king move and, like, get one of his knights to take him out <laughs> as opposed to, like, being That's the guy basically, himself. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he was pretty much saying like those Just fights should be on between the crappy players. Yeah. yeah. Trial by combat. Yeah. Which honestly if I was the quarterback of a team, I would for sure have some like lineman that just did One all of my your fighting buddies. for me. Yeah. Why wouldn't I do hit that? him for me? Yeah. <laughs> he wants me to pay him back a plane ticket. Go tell him what I think about that. <laughs> I don't pay for plane tickets. I'm Geno Smith. And yes, uh, we mentioned this earlier, I believe, but yeah, uh, the player who punched him in the face, I.K. Enem Polly, was released from the team immediately after this happened. I hope the Patriots sign him. Be- be- oh, yeah, that would be the team that would sign him, especially because they play the Jets twice a year, I, feel like I think. and uh, They love trolling the Jets. And they just love trolling the Jets. And Belichick loves trolling anyone, anytime. Yeah. So. I feel like the relevant phrase here is, if you come at the king, you best not miss. And at well, least the implication in there is that credit, he did not miss. But I think you're also calling Geno Smith the king. Yes. So. Well, that's what Chris Carter was implying, basically. <laughs> I kind of, in, in this whole vein here, I want to see more analysts just before any news comes out, just make the most like hot take statements imaginable. Which maybe the, call, maybe the call did not come from Roger Goodell then. Maybe. It was Chris <laughs> it Carter. Was Chris Carter himself hangs up the phone, like looks at Twitter, and it's like, yeah. uh, can you guys just forget that <laughs> I did that? Uh, so now I know what happened. <laughs> what we we were live. And, uh, we were live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, it's a call-in show. Uh, we play phone calls on the air. You've been on this show like fifty times. It was live. I, what? I never knew it was live. I thought we were just talking privately. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, we're lucky that that came down today because uh, that was the the most entertaining story in sports, I believe. But uh, we've got the Blue Jays on TV right now, and they have been on a heck of a run. I know we talked a lot about them last week, but it seems like Blue Jay mania just continues to get whipped up into a further frenzy. It's getting big around here, day. too, in Vancouver. Like yeah, it's, uh, one it's of the questions sure. that we didn't get to in the mailbag last week was from uh, my boy, the Zoobs, who was asking if uh, it was noticeably uh, picked up in terms of Jays fandom in Vancouver, seeing jerseys around and people being excited about the team. And yeah. uh, definitely, yes. Yeah, I thought it was. I played in a, and we should also mention the Zoobs, one of the co-hosts of the Sportsfeld podcast. Yes. Uh, and and uh, so check that out. Great podcast. Excellent show. Um, we, uh, yeah, I was playing in a softball tournament this weekend. Um, and basically, like, every game, like, a guy on our team uh, had the Jays. Uh, like, he had, like, the Bell TV, like, app on his phone. So he had the Jays game playing on his phone on, like, a Bluetooth speaker. And every team we played was, like, coming over and asking, like, oh, what happened in the game? Oh, what's going on? What's the score? There was definitely, when Justin Smoke hit the Grand Slam against the Yankees on Saturday, there was definitely, like, a... Uh, like the other team got distracted for a minute because they overheard us talking about how Justin Smoke had just hit a grand slam. And then it kind of like, you know, went spread around, through spread the through the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, pretty cool, uh, you know, pretty cool to see that happen, especially for me uh, being from Toronto and being around Toronto in the 92-93 uh, World Series wins. I think the city is primed for a winner and it's nice to see it spreading in canada as yeah. well yeah i was at a canadians game last night and it was like it was close to a sellout and i'd say every other person was wearing something blue jays related yeah and the canadians are a jays farm team yeah. i mean yeah. albeit single a yeah. yeah but i i feel like the people who've been around that team for quite a long time feel uh some uh, i don't want to say responsibility but a sense of pride in the the prospects that do move on and go to well, yeah. higher levels because i was talking to uh even a security guard because i was at a canadians game on saturday night as well and uh he was saying you know i was talking about the fact that all these deals were amazing and the most amazing thing is like they didn't even give up like their best prospects yeah. really yeah well and they've had in the re in recent years like sanchez stroman and pilar all spent a decent amount of time with the canadians pilar especially i think pilar was with them for an entire season um they're actually below single a they're like uh, even lower than that <laughs> shockingly uh yeah the jays have a, a single a a double a and a triple a team and then the canadians on top of that but pilar spent like a whole season there and then sanchez and stroman both uh, had a few starts for the Canadians. But I was so. going to say, when, and talking about the trades and how they were able to keep a lot of their top guys and bringing in like some of the most vaunted players, not just available at the deadline, but some of the best players in Major League Baseball. Oh, period. For sure. uh, that you know, he was he was still quite sad that like four guys who had played for the Canadians at one point got dealt out before the deadline because you want that rooting interest and in being oh, yeah. around the team, the Canadians. At the, yeah. At the, at the, well, I know when I went to watch to the see Canadians guys last. Go eventually year. make it right yeah i know when i watched the canadians last year uh gyro labour was on the team which is just such a great he got traded uh <laughs> in the david price deal i think and uh i just love i always loved his name because it sounds like a type of cheese um <laughs> so i just was like oh this guy's got a just a top top 10 baseball name but and i feel like if he ever did something massive like a huge catch the headline waiting to be written is labour of glove no 
Just gonna let uh, that hang. Yeah, we can edit that out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've got your bad one out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I got uh, some, some you can, good uh, coming up. So we know something good will happen. Here. <laughs> but uh, when but the when the Canadians were triple A, like they had a they had, they've had a lot oh, of yeah, huge players for sure. Yeah, it's Sosa. I think Ken was it Kenseiko? Yeah, Kenseiko. Giambi, I mean... Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. AAA is, uh, you know, you're yeah, always yeah. going to have really good I feel uh, like they, over sure. the last decade, have built up a pretty solid groundswell of support, too, that they could probably play at a higher level than they do currently. Yeah. Similar yeah. Well, they the won that, three like, in a row. The Whitecaps stepped up to MLS, having dominated a lower league before that. Now, obviously, we're not going to go straight to the highest level in North America. We're not getting an MLB team in Vancouver, but I do feel like we could do better than the level that we have currently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I think it was a case of proximity too for the Jays. Like the, at, well, I think the problem was like, I think being a farm team of the Jays has actually helped them out because they, when they were a AAA team, they were the Jays AAA team for a while, I think, but then they were Oakland's AAA team. And I think that was an issue because people here don't really have any affinity for Oakland. Yeah. It was the same situation with like the their hats. Heat. Uh, yeah, they have great hats. It's the best hat um, in baseball. But. Yeah, the green and yellow one. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, but I, I think it was the same thing, like when the Abbotsford Heat came here and it was the, the Calgary, Calgary Flames. And no one was going to the games. Like, yeah, and, because yeah. we. why would we want to go cheer on the Flames yeah. prospects? And when the Moose or Chicago Wolves or whoever the Canucks farm team happened to be at the time came to town, those yeah. games would be crazy sellouts. Sold out. Yeah, but they'd be like booing Abbotsford. It was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, it was uh, so... You know, I think that was the thing. Vancouver team, uh, sorry, Vancouver fans are by their very nature pretty homeristic. We talked about that on the podcast yeah. last week, um, and so they they want to feel that connection even at the pro, even at the very low prospect level. They want to feel like, well, this is the team I cheer for, and it certainly paid off for them having these guys now being in the majors. Well, it works for Toronto also in that if you want your team to be Canada's team, and you know, there's a big divide in the city in terms of whether we should cheer for the Jays because they're Canadian or Seattle because it's closer regionally, Much I guess. Much closer, yeah. Uh, that it, it gives you that, act- that extra connection of totally. seeing guys get to rise up through the ranks and eventually make it. But it's not just at Canadians games that people are rocking Jays gear in the city right now. I feel like uh, it's been a pretty massive boost in seeing uh, people wearing jerseys yeah. and T-shirts around town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about the fear of, of bandwagoning a little bit, Stefan and I, last week, and that we're not really baseball fans, but I do want to pay attention to this Jays team. We're watching it right now yeah. as we <laughs> record the show. Uh, and, 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 like, you know, their ticket sales have skyrocketed since yeah. making these deals. 300,000 tickets sold since they got to Lewitsky. Yeah. And I tried to mention this last week, but we got diverted. When I watched the Anthopolis press conference after the trade deadline, he specifically said, like, yeah, do we want to bring these guys in and win some games? Absolutely. But more than that, we want to increase interest in our team and yeah. sell tickets and bring fans in. They want people to be jumping on the bandwagon, so why should I feel guilty? Well, about and it? the reality is, too, that the Jays do not I mean, baseball at its core as a spectator sport is not real. It's more about an afternoon out than it is about like, ooh, I'm going to like oh, get yeah. so into this. Oh, game, yeah. It's the experience. You know? it's, like, it's the experience. Yeah. It's just having a few beers outside on a nice day, eating some peanuts. And the thing is that the Rogers Center where the Jays play is gross. It's a horrible stadium. It's in the middle of downtown Toronto. The entire thing just looks like someone took a giant plastic mold and then dumped concrete into it. (laughs) Like it has no feeling. There's no soul to that building. So 
people don't feel that like when they go to places like San Francisco, AT&T Park or Seattle, Safeco Field or like whatever. Like these are beautiful ballparks. So even if the team, yeah, even if the team isn't that good, you still want to go. I mean, Seattle's dreadful this year and they're still getting regularly 30,000 people out to the games because it's just a nice day out and you just enjoy going to the stadium and who gives a shit about the team. Whereas the Jays are in a situation where they have to be good. Baseball is never going to be the number one sport in Toronto because of hockey. It currently is, it, though. Uh, well, well, yeah, obviously right now because hockey's back, not yeah. on. But you know what I mean? Like, they're just, it's never going to be the number one team in Toronto sports-wise. And I would argue in the last two years, the Raptors have even overtaken the Jays. Yeah, I even feel now. like still Absolutely. if it's, you know, when hockey kicks back up again in September and October that this Jays team will be Oh, yeah, of course they still. will. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's the playoffs. It's playoffs, yeah, it's playoffs competing but. with the regular season of hockey. But I'm just saying, like, in an overall Fandom. scope, yeah, the Leafs are always going to be higher. So the Jays have to be a good team to get people to go to the stadium. That's just always been the way it's been with the Jays. And so and you're that's enjoying what the atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, exactly. That's the same thing in going to Canadians games, though. Like, I was there on Saturday for yeah. a birthday party, and it was a great party. The game was horrible. Yeah, it's awful baseball. <laughs> but th- yeah, but I love you, being there. Like there fun. are probably people listening to this podcast that have a single A team in their town and they're going, holy shit, there's a level below single <laughs> A because I go to the single A game and I... It's lowercase A. Yeah, it's the yeah exactly. Like, it's the worst. The most interesting thing about the game was that the Spokane pitcher was like a sidearm thrower. So like his pitching style was kind of intriguing to watch. Well, for, especially for, because like no one, like a starting pitcher would never make the... Uh, like a, there's never... I don't think, or at least not for like a long time, been a starting pitcher that throws sidearm. You'll see that out of the bullpen, yeah. the odd time, like uh, like Joe Kishek's one of like the best pitchers, actually one of the best relief pitchers in the game. But like for the most part, it's you're not going to be a starting pitcher pitching sidearm. So the idea to go to a game and be like, well, okay, yeah, you get to watch a sidearm pitcher for seven innings or six innings or however long they last. For me, the best part of the game was the sushi race, for sure. Oh, the sushi race is so great. It's amazing. Chef Wasabi. The Wasabi always wins. Yeah, he wins a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think soy sauce won when I was there the other night. Really? Except they rigged it. They the guys like who hold the finishing line were not in place yet, so all three people had already ran by where, where they were going to be, and then the line went up and soy sauce won, even though technically I, he was last. We're losing integrity in the sushi races. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, what is this? I I mean, that's like what people go there for. The sushi races are fixed nowadays, whereas you know before it was any man, any man's game. Well, I know too. They when I went last summer. They had, uh, they have, I don't know if they still have them this year. I haven't been to a game yet, but they would have A&W root beer mugs over the fence. Yeah. 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 And if you hit it, if you hit that, it's called slug a mug. If someone hits a home run and it hits this A&W root beer, uh, like cut out, it is big then everyone gets like a free root beer float. Which is uh, wonderful. Yeah, so I went to a game. A&W, and a guy, if you're listening, please sponsor the podcast yeah, exactly. or just hook us up with and is great. We love it. Yeah, if you want to th- send us a picture of you, thumbs up. Yeah, give yeah, him the thumbs up. Them give him the thumbs up to A&W and uh, hopefully that'll result in free stuff for us. We're down. And also, please continue to send us uh, your middle finger pictures. Because A&W, we um, were at one time the number four sports podcast in the yeah, world exactly. in Canada. So please sponsor us uh, with ice. Well, I like 
honestly, we're recording in a hot apartment right now. If I had a root beer float, it would just make this so much better. <laughs> I'm sad we even brought it up. But all I'm saying is this is how often they hit home runs was that I went to the game. A Canadians player hit a home run. It missed the root beer mug by at least 25 feet. And they were like, so-and-so slugged the mug. Everybody's <laughs> going home with a free root beer float tonight. And you're like... Okay, like we were all here for that, like because it's a giant cutout of a root beer. Like you would notice it would make noise. Yeah, it It would make like it was nowhere near. And I was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Okay, they obviously just Just got boxes and boxes of coupons from NW, and they're like." Shit, it's the middle of August. If anyone hits one close, we're just giving them that. <laughs> Somebody's office who works for the team is just like full of boxes right now. They yeah. can't even get to their desk yeah, because there's so root beer float coupons in the way. Um, but we, you know, had a bit of a rough start to the podcast, maybe in terms of actual sports discussion. But, but you I always feel like say that's a rough start, but like a lot of people listen to this for, for that. that. Yeah, for yeah. us talking about big sausage yeah. pizza. Yeah, there was a the a, big sausage pizza report. Our great, podcast is in no man's land. That's a, it was a great tweet this week from famous Scotty Tonga who wished on a genie that Stefan would start a podcast, and then like the monkey's paw curse element was that the podcast was about <laughs> sports. And I, and I also hear complaints from sports people that we don't talk about sports enough. Everyone yeah. hates us. That's it's what I'm saying. We're in that yeah. no man's land. We exist land. for no one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. exactly. Well, but see, I, I, was I hate all Justin. our listeners. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I was saying to Justin yesterday, we were discussing this on the way to uh, wrestling, um, was I was saying that like, Pardon me. To me, uh, it's kind of like the same side of it's like two sides of the same coin. Like we're a podcast for no one, but also a podcast for everyone. It's really like two sides of the same coin. Like you could argue that maybe no one likes it, but maybe <laughs> everyone likes it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just something for everybody. We've certainly charted to such an extent that <laughs> someone out there maybe <laughs> tried it once and then didn't like it because we're not on the charts anymore. <laughs> no, we are still on the charts, man. Really? You're checking it right now? Yeah, we're on the charts. Well, I don't want to know where we are. Because we're number two. Oh, on the like top charts? We're yeah. not on the top charts. Yeah. But we will be after we release this dynamite episode <laughs> because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to announce the return of... John Cullen's Roller Report. Oh, baby. So, you know, two episodes ago, we discussed the, uh, the Pan Am uh, Games artistic roller skating situation. And... Uh, so I've, it's definitely I was, a situation. It's definitely a situation. <laughs> in and much the same way that DeAndre Jordan is a situation. <laughs> absolutely. In much the same way that Mike Sorrentino is the situation. <laughs> <laughs> is that his first name, Mike? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I can't well, you knew his last name. Yeah, that's well, the one I, I don't know. I know his last name because of the Trump roast. Oh, uh, okay. Because he was on, and that was like the worst set of all time. <laughs> the funniest thing about that was, uh, have you guys seen that? The Trump? I have not. Oh, so no. the situation was, like, was roasting Yeah, Donald so it was Trump. the Comedy Central roast Donald Trump, which obviously, like, if you've watched any of the Comedy Central roasts, um, they always have like well-known comedians on the show, and then they'll have like two or three celebrity guests whose jokes who are aren't comedians. Yeah, their jokes yeah. are written for them. So the funniest part is so uh, so obviously the situation bombed. Like I went never off seen. script. Yeah, clearly. He, yeah, he did. He went off script. He thought he had his own good stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's... I thought you said you hadn't seen it. No, I just... I'm aware of it. Oh, Because okay. if you just, like... You know, their jokes are written for them. So if you just do what, like, Anthony Jeselnik wrote you to say, well, exactly. you'll do well. So that's what I was going to say. So what had happened was uh, the funniest story that I heard was, like, if you watch the roast, 
it's bad. Like, it's so bad. Like, he's bombing so hard. And Jeselnik was on a podcast afterwards. And he arguably had one of the best roast sets of all time at the Donald Trump roast. And he also, and, like, wrote for it a long time for, before he was actually, before he was actually on it. On them, yeah, yeah, totally. So he had said that, yes, that he and a couple other comedians had wrote a set for the situation. And he turned it down and then bombed. And his set was basically, like fuck you, I have money. That was pretty much like he just thought that was funny. And Donald and was, just was probably like, like Whatever. Oh, this is great. Yeah, pretty much, exactly. And so Jeselnik was like, he was like, no, like you don't understand. Like if you think he bombed on TV, he's like, he bombed so hard in the room that they had to stop the taping for 15 minutes and restart <laughs> it because people were like booing and yelling at him so much. And then like, after he finished, like people were talking and were just like, so, like they had been taken so far out of the show oh my God. that they basically had to like restart the show. Why? I guess the only thing I can think of, he's got like the Atlantic City connection. Is that why he? Yeah, was I think that? it's like yeah. something like that. Was yeah, like very the, or he was just yeah. he was just a or celebrity like at the time. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. also like it's usually the 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 cele- the roast guest the, or the ro- the person being the guest of honor. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Which um, it's yeah. hard to use the word honor and donald trump exactly. in the same sentence but. um yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> but that was uh one of the things was that like i think that he was somehow friends with trump i don't know had how he been on like celebrity apprentice or something he must oh have you know what? i think that's what it was maybe that's what yeah. it was yeah yeah good call the, my favorite roast comedy central roast moment is still it's and everyone who listens to this knows what i'm gonna say but it's norm mcdonald yeah, oh the yeah Bob I already that's legendary. so funny yeah so clearly this so man good. is for the birds <laughs> yeah so great. Um, so anyway, back to the roller report, which everyone is obviously excited to hear about. So I, I decided to do some more research into the Pan Am game situation because I just was very confused as to like how it was even in there. Um, and uh, I found an article in the National Post that was talking about how the Pan Am games uh, in Toronto this year had actually sold out both of the artistic figure skating events. There's 2,000 people attended both of them so 4,000 total um, and they were talking about how one of the major struggles of of rollerblading typically in the Pan Am games is facilities and so they tell the story of the last Pan Am games in Guadalajara Mexico uh, in 2011 uh, and here is the this is a direct quote from the National Post article uh, they decided to hold it outside in Guadalajara because <laughs> uh, I guess it's when it's hot enough they'll they'll do it outside Uh, They said there was a problem with insects that month. Athletes would arrive to train and the floor would be covered with insects. (laughs) Some were the size of double A batteries and they would get snared between the wheels, which meant the skates required a kind of pre-competition (laughs) degreasing. And then the article was about uh, talking about Kayla Macri, the Canadian we talked about. And this is a great way of just uh, topping off this portion of the article. Macri finished fifth in Mexico and retired. Uh, so just uh, just so great that you presumably are training uh, for this sport, a big moment to get to go to the Pan Am Games, which presumably is they do have a world championship, uh, but most of the skaters are from the Western Hemisphere, from the Americas, based on the research that I've done. <laughs> 
which is extensive um and Probably uh hotter climbs also because exactly yeah. because then you're actually you roller don't skating have ice. Yeah. precisely yeah so the pan am games was uh yeah it was presumably a big competition for them and they actually had to do uh some sort of degreasing <laughs> well that makes the toronto version sound better because there were no insects in the yeah toronto i mean they version, had to move so. the competition venue the morning to, to of like the a church or something to a high yeah. school yeah. yeah but uh <laughs> But yeah, and which then was it, swarmed with locusts as soon as the event began. <laughs> exactly, they're just so attractive. Well, maybe that's the, why they had to move it. Maybe there was wheels. an insect problem. They're like, "Fuck this! We're not having another. We're not. We're not having to repeat a Guadalajara. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want another Guadalajara on our hands." Uh, that's going to be the movie. Uh, John Cusack's going to be sitting in the war room. We don't want another Guadalajara on our hands. Um, and then in the CTV dramatization of yeah. having to move the roller event from oh, an aquatic amazing. center to a high school. I'm going to write this now. Lifetime <laughs> movie. happening. Yes. Um, and then another. Can I be the announcer in the movie? You you can. I think that would be perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then another great quote from the same article is that uh, someone from Roller Sports Canada was talking about uh, how they were very excited by the attendance uh, in the event. And this is the finishing uh, quote of the article. Uh, He was very excited because before the Pan Am Games, Canada only had, quote, a couple dozen registered roller figure skaters before the Pan Am Games. But he was hoping that selling out for two nights might raise awareness about roller skating. And then this is the closing quote of the article. We talked to some families whose children were involved in figure skating and didn't like the cold, Mackenzie said. So maybe they'll consider taking up roller skating. <laughs> or they might just buy a jacket. Yeah, or a yeah, and exactly. keep doing I like how he's, skating. he's even on the fence about being optimistic about <laughs> yeah, that. Like, maybe. Yeah, they might. We don't know. Maybe some kids will get cold. And yeah. Which, you know. How do you become the president of a federation that has like a half dozen athletes <laughs> yeah. in it? Like, is that a full-time position? It's a very close vote, I'm He's assuming. someone's dad, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that is, uh, I actually have found a few things I thought I was going to stack on top of each other for this roller report, but I feel like that is more than enough for this one and we'll save it for next time. So be excited for the next episode where I will have yet another fantastic edition of the roller. Well, we did watch some video of it too, of like the highest level of roller free skating and it it looks like incredibly dangerous, in, in, even more so than figure skating is. Well, I did read one article where one of the quotes was uh, from a roller figure skater kind of talking about, um, you know, sort of talking about that. Like, you know, oh, like, like we're badass. Like we're tough. You know, it's like that kind of like skateboarders versus rollerbladers. Yeah. Like, oh, we're more <laughs> badass because uh, last time I checked, figure skaters don't have to deal with splinters. <laughs> Yeah, they have that. they have blades on their feet. Yeah, yeah. I, but I feel like a blade is more forgiving when you're coming down from a jump. Like if you catch it at an angle that's not perfect, you can still land yeah. and glide out of well, it. Well, I'm Whereas on your side. If I think you're on wheels and you just like catch a bad angle on a wheel, you just broke your ankle. But I would also argue that in the roller skating, if you fall down, like six people see it. If you do it in ice skating at like a big <laughs> event. More than six people see it. It's that age-old question. If a skater falls (laughs) in a a, a competition... Does anyone laugh? Yeah. (laughs) The answer is yes. And there's only six people there to see it. Does the fall hurt as much? (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a ratio... Because that's the thing, right? Like You see that in little kids, right? Like If they fall, they'll like look around. They'll be like that 
three seconds where they look for their parents. And then if as soon as they make eye contact with their parents, they'll start crying. Yes. So there's definitely like maybe that's like a thing with like roller skating as well. Like if there's not that many people at your event, your fall just doesn't hurt as much. You there's just like get up psychological. And skate it yeah. It could be. Anyway, I think it's probably time for the mailbag. Yeah, this is a great addition, definitely, of Roller Report. Roller report. No, Thank you. Probably uh, not listen, the best ever, but... Guys, listen, I'm just a man there, on the yeah. street here, just trying my best to bring the roller skating news to the people. How You know what's going to be really fucking weird is that we're going to continue doing this podcast, and it's going to continue to climb up the iTunes charts, and then eventually I'm going to be quoted in a National Post article being like, well, they, uh, the Roller Sports Canada says it owes a lot to uh, Cullen and his podcast. <laughs> Real good show <laughs> for bringing artistic rollerblading to a larger audience. Which I love that they're just quoting you saying that it, they owe everything to you. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm freaking dope. Also, I'm going to start following Kayla Macri on Twitter right now. Yeah, My goal is to, to we get should her, have her on the show. Well, she hasn't a tweeted a since 2013, you were saying? No, so. that was that was Courtney Kennedy. Oh, okay. Different person. Different, okay. different right. roller skating They all have champion. the same name. So. Yeah, no, Kayla Macri's super into it. So yeah, She has 159 followers. <laughs> Where's I think she she's going to notice me. Where's she, uh, she might get the notification on her phone. Yeah. yeah, she probably still has the notification sent directly to her phone. She is, I think, I read, I feel like she's from Calgary. But I could be wrong. Well, Kayla, if you're visiting Vancouver, swing on by. Whoa, Wait. man. How good would a live edition of the Roller Report be? <laughs> <laughs> not bad, probably. I feel like good. Yeah, like yeah. still not that yeah, good. But I yeah. feel like she would listen to what we have to say about the sport she dedicated her life to and just like weep openly also. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't think I could do that. She kind of like savaged the concept of the sport. To a person's face like. That. But it is a sports podcast, and we're talking about it, which implies that we think highly enough of it that we that think it, it's a sport. It is a sport. Although, I guess we talked about wrestling. and like. But we also said that that too. was not a sport. We buried we that. We talked about big sausage pizza for a while. We too, buried so. that like a casket uh, yeah. match. So, yeah. um, Okay. Well, if, yeah. yeah. Closing up the roller it report. Happens, yeah. And moving <laughs> into the Twitter mailbag. It's letter time. It's letter time. Stefan, what do you have for us? Sorry, is that our is that the theme song? No, no, for no. That's from, stole video, it from arcade video in Arcade Top, top 10. 10. Oh, that's, we talked yeah, about right, this a right. few weeks ago. Yeah, oh, and yeah. speaking of that, we did find out it. what the show was. Yes. To, it's, so it's uh thank you, shout out to I don't even do you someone who on Twitter it at um, us. We gotta give remember. them some credit because they I'll, tweeted. I'll scan back in our Yeah, mentions. so uh Justin's gonna give you a shout out. Uh thank you. The show was called Nick Arcade, which I had seen it in the list, but I was like Pretty sure it wasn't that, but it was. So the competitors would play uh, video games and then they would move this character called Mike around like a board and there were some times where he was a scuba person. This, That's is, what I this is John. He let us know. John at Newsy642. Excellent. Thank he also you. let us know that there were a lot of episodes on YouTube that oh, we could enjoy. He did and I did watch one of them and it was just as good as I remembered. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. Uh, Nick Arcade. Check it out. <laughs> I guess that's I your know. half of a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's my one good yeah. thing, Nick Arcade. We have some very good questions this week, though. I'll start off with a bang. This is from Bobby. Uh, is it a question about a gun? Well, no. I, I guess that Sorry, would make more that's sense. Justin yeah. should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a great question, though. Yeah, for people who think that we all sound alike, I'm just going to get the blame for every bad show. That's my plan. <laughs> Uh, so his question is, uh, what is your favorite sports name of all time? And he says that his favorite is either Barkevius Mingo or Wonderful Terrific Mons the Third. Those are 
some those aren't real though. no Brett Kivas Mingo is uh, I think he's like a linebacker for oh, the Cleveland that's Browns right. yeah, I yeah. don't know who wonderful terrific uh, well that's a changed name he's a like, former American football defensive yeah but those still count I guess. I mean, Metal World Peace is a great My name. favorite uh, sports name of all time is Zarly Zalapsky. Yeah, that's, a uh, great that's one. pretty hard. You to can't count. argue yeah. with like you can't argue with any of your initials being a Z when they're both a Z. Yeah. That's friggin' unbelievable. And also when it's not like Zachary. It's, yeah, it's Zarly. Zarly. Um, and also, uh, I heard uh, as well. I mean, I didn't. No, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. Um, I was going to make a really bad pun, and I just decided not to. Um, and it was going to be offensive also. So anyway, uh, Zarly Zalapsky, probably my top name, although I'll pull a Justin here, and I will say it's a close tie between or a close race between Zarly Zalapsky and Debrickashaw Ferguson. Oh, yeah. See, I was I was going to go with Debrickashaw. Sorry, my I, bad. Uh, no, it's okay. I'm going to go with my other favorite, which is Ron Tugnut. Yeah, which is just so straightforward and wonderful. So Canadian too, it, right? It like is you can Ron. Just, yeah, and then Tugnut, Ronald, presumably. Yeah, Ronald yeah. Tugnut. Yeah, and in the same vein, Alex Salmon is great. And also, the thing with Alex Salmon that's great is that for years in the NHL, like EA NHL series, Gary Thorne would just pronounce his name as Seaman. Yeah, and it was like they're recording this; it's not live. Yeah. You're not getting they could live commentary like, ah, on the video game. Don't go with <laughs> yeah, there would have been somebody in the booth who could have been like, uh, Gary, it's not actually that. Yeah. And not only did they not do that, they reused that take yeah. of him saying it that way so for th- several years. So thank you years. to whoever didn't tell Gary Thorne he was, he was mispronouncing Alex Evans' name. Yeah, that's classic. Um, well, and the, the great part, I think, about Ron Tugnut as well is that not only does it have that kind of like – juvenile chuckle value to it <laughs> but it also does sort of sound like an oil magnate's name like <laughs> i'm ronald tugnut the third it does yeah it, like no, it's it totally got this does. weird like dual quality yeah. which there's definitely something to respect about yeah. that so. and one more i'll throw one more out there uh, grant quits him yeah what is that how, like how does that name even exist I love <laughs> as it. someone's grant. last name yeah. the weird name yeah grant it's, it's a it's an Ugh. odd one i am gonna go with my favorite name that i've ever gotten to say as a play-by-play man uh because i occasionally do play-by-play for a number of different sports but uh, uh there was a player who played for the victoria grizzlies last season in the bchl i'm not sure where he got traded to at the deadline but he's I don't think is in the BCHL anymore, which is sad because we miss him. His name was Storm Walrab. Somebody wow. named their kid Storm, first of all. Nice. I used to ride the uh, the short bus to school with a kid named Storm. <laughs> not, not joking. And then Walrab is a great name also well, on I'm its own. I'll go with a I'll Sounds go like with someone a slamming a, a player into the glass. <laughs> Walrab. <laughs> and Storm Walrabs him. Um, also... Another BCHL name that I saw this year, great one. Uh, he's going to be suiting up for the Trail Smoke Eaters this year, uh, and his name is uh, Ninoy Tete. Okay. Well, I had to just search for this one also. This is a player who will be playing this season in the BCHL for the Wenatchee Wild. He's a forward. He wears number eight, and his name is August Van Ungern Sternberg. Wow. Okay, well, that's the best. Because I was going to throw in another Junior B name that I really enjoyed. He was a goalie, and his name was Tate Sproxton. <laughs> that sounds like a Vine star. <laughs> it's definitely. Or, or, uh, or like a contestant on The Real World. Yeah. Hey, I'm Tate Sproxton. <laughs> Hi, guys. 
You're watching MTV. Or it would be like one of the Key and Peel made up names. Yeah. Tate Sproxton, <laughs> well, University th- of North Carolina. I feel like this guy is like that too. Yeah. yeah. August. August von Ungern Sternberg. If, if they did like a hockey version. Army. Yeah. That's well, amazing. the nice thing about him is he's got the von, he's got the hyphen, yes. and he's named after a month. Like. <laughs> That's the trifecta. August is a, just a shit names. name. If he was dude. Augustus, it would be even better. Yeah, it might be his full name. Yeah, maybe. maybe he, like, yeah. I bet you he's an Augustus. Yeah, yeah he probably yeah. shortened it. Yeah. God, that's awful. When your name is a when you when your name is so bad, you have to shorten it to August. I feel which like is also fucking terrible. His nameplate is like gonna run down both arms, probably on the back of his jersey. Well, he's probably just gonna pull like a soccer and just have August on the back or VUS. Yeah, something like that. Uh, we've got another very good co- uh, question here. Let me see if I can... Uh... So, yeah, good question. I could go on all day because I love names like that. There yeah. was a goalie who was Tate Sproxton's goalie partner, and he had a long name like that. I can't remember. His first name was Anders, but then he had like a really funny there was a, Vaughn Van. There was a great duo who played for the Chilliwack Chiefs last year, which, John, you and I had a good time with it in the game that you did color with That's me for. Right. Tipper Higgins and Craig Puffer. So, wow. Yeah. Tipper, Tipper and, and Puffer. Puffer. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, sports names are the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to tweet us your favorite sports names, you're more than welcome to because I can't get enough of them. At yeah. Real Good Show. Yeah. Hook us up with your favorite sports names. We'd um, love to see them. And also give A&W the thumbs up. That's true. Yeah. The, the A&W and give the middle finger to the shittiest pizza place in your town. <laughs> yeah. We have lots of homework for you to do. Yeah. This yeah. might be my favorite question in, in uh, the past couple weeks because it's about Brian Big Country Reeves. Okay. The question nice. comes from at Nimzo Wiccan. And he asks, if Bryant Big Country Reeves was a country, which country would he be? Well, Hungary is the obvious choice, but I've, it's too easy. <laughs> it's my level. I, I have to say, I, I, I'm going to kind of go for the cop-out easy answer and just say Russia, because it's the biggest country. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't like the biggest, though. But his name was Big Country. Mm. I guess his name wasn't, his name wasn't Biggest Country. That's I'm going to breeze right past Hungary and go with Greece. Yeah, that, he kind of looks too, Greek. Yeah, he's got a Greek sort of. Yeah, <laughs> why like, does he look Greek? I don't know. He probably <laughs> scalded his dick on a pizza at one point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bryant Reevesopoulos. Uh, God, uh, I don't know. This is a good. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, my immediate reaction is just the U.S. I mean, how do you not see that That's face true. and go, that he's guy's an American? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, holy shit, right? I mean, that's about as American as they get. Um, I'll go with a, uh, I'm going to say a seceded, I'm going to imagine a world where Alaska has seceded <laughs> from the United States and he is from Alaska. <laughs> okay. <I'm laughs> like a- that wrestler, who is that wrestler that was from Alaska that you just looked at him and you're like, you are from Alaska. He's like that famous US wrestler. His name started with an R. Like an uh, Olympic wrestler? Yeah, or? he was like an Olympic wrestler. Um, and he was like quite popular for a while. Uh, his name was like Reuven maybe or something like that. He had like a weird name. Anyway, I'm looking it up. Right. And uh, and yeah, he. I also thought he and he, he lost his big toe from frostbite, <laughs> and <laughs> he just looked Alaskan very. Thing. He looked very Alaskan. Anyway, continue. I have a question here from Jay Horbay, who apparently just will not let this go. Jay asks, <laughs> "Oh, is this the guy that we shit on?" <laughs> for the oven bad He's also an Avs fan, so oh. we shit Rulon, on his team last. Rulon Gardner. Rulon Gardner. You guys remember that? Uh, that yeah, name? that sounds familiar. Rulon Gardner, like and he I've looked very Alaskan. I don't know if he was from there or not but he looked I feel like oh, he's from Wyoming I close f- enough 
the Alaska of the continental the Ala- yeah, exactly. US. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess Alaska is in the continental yeah, exactly. US, but it's yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Alaska of the 48. Yeah. <laughs> but Jay's question is, why do you hate microwaves and microwaved food? Okay, he needs to get over this. I'm not even dignifying this with a response. The this answer guy's obsessed with microwaves. Yeah, I've he, already talked about. We already fucked a microwave for you, Jay. Okay, what I, do you want? I used a microwave today, and it was fine. Yeah, I, I, I microwaved a slice I, of pizza. I enjoy using a microwave to heat up food that I cooked on a stove. Yeah. If you're cooking in a microwave, you a, got a problems. A lot of things have gone... I mean, a lot of things have gone wrong in your life. You own a microwave, which I guess is like a good thing, but if you're cooking in it, yeah. yeah anyway, we're going to put a moratorium on... Um, yeah, on ov- oven. Well, yeah, <laughs> on oven-related questions. How, do you know this guy personally? He was an intern with the Surrey Eagles last season. Uh, yes. Okay, well, Jay... But he was not the only one Come who, who reached out to me this week to complain about the way that we covered the Colorado Avalanche on last week's show. Oh, shut up. Which was to just bury them in an avalanche of fuck yous, basically. Yeah, exactly. you know, they, We're uh, not going to be nice to them after that. It's him yeah. and our, our occasional intern, Aaron McKay, also an Avs fan. And they were both like, oh, like, what, am I not allowed to complain about no, like, when my team not. makes bad moves? You're not. You clearly did not understand the purpose of our criticism, which is... You had a fucking Stanley Cup parachute into your city the first year that they ever existed. And then you had a second one like seven, eight years later? Yes. Like, now, clearly, does it suck that you know your team is close to being good, but your management is stupid and won't let you get to that point? Yes, it does. Does it suck worse to go through 45 years without winning anything? Yes. So fuck off. Every Sports is pain. It's unending misery. <laughs> the you got a championship in your first season, so don't ever complain about shit in your life. Here's I just want to let you know that Justin also gave the middle fingers <laughs> while he was saying that. And I was, you could see him. I was finger-wagging Geno Smith style too, so I kind of deserve to get punched in the jaw for that. But Here's my test is if, if, a, if a Canucks fan would trade their team team's entire history for your team's history then you shouldn't complain and your team's only has like 20 years yeah history, yeah and you'd still so play. as a canucks fan i would trade my team's history for almost every other nhl team's history yeah, yeah. and i feel like enem Polly is going to be cooking with a microwave in the very near future <laughs> so that gives you an idea it's a nice callback to yeah. one of our earlier uh we exactly. were talking. that was yeah, good yeah. yeah that's how we do it real good, good, good show cooking yeah. with a microwave <laughs> Being a bitch. <laughs> this is I th- this is my favorite question of the week. We had the name you, one. You said, had, that said that about everyone. Question. I know, but each, each question gets better. And this is from friend of the show Zach Goodman, and he asks if a fresh slice. And this is kind of directed more at me, I think. Yeah. Uh, this is a Stefan question. Well, part sure. part part of it's a Stefan question. Part of it's definitely a Justin question. But if a fresh slice was burnt down and they found Lucas Spies's charred remains inside, <laughs> what would be your alibi? Okay. So before we answer the question. It's, it's time for the Lucas Spisa would do of the week. So, uh, oh, Stefan, what would That's you right. do? You know what? Let's, to, uh, let's answer it first because okay. I need to. Yeah. You need time to need process. Time. Okay. Because normally you come prepared because I feel like you have just lots of ways <laughs> of removing Lucas Spisa from the Canucks. My alibi would be I was at a podcast taping. I was recording a podcast. I guess that would be mine, too. And I'd be like, I was threatening to murder Lucas Pisa on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I didn't actually do it. listen to the recording and be like, this is not an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, are, is this an alibi or a confession? <laughs> uh, I, well, yeah, this question isn't directed at me at all. I, my alibi, you hate, you're you do you're the most life, likely person to get away with it, then. That's true, actually. Yeah. So you could do it. And we would take the fall. 
I have not, so what's I'm not, your alibi? I have nothing against Actually, Lucas Justin's Pizza. alibi was he was at Wrestling Trivia, and he's got the fans to prove it. They <laughs> came <laughs> to the trivia <laughs> Which really, there's just there's just one listener in particular that I want on my team. I don't even know if he lives in Vancouver, but I followed him back on Twitter, and he tweets almost exclusively about wrestling, and it's Blimpy Boy, Blimpy Boy. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm gonna be I playing w- with a guy next week named fucking Blimpy Boy. I don't know what that's his a, that's a Simpsons name reference. Is. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Hey there, okay. Blimpy Boy. Oh, okay. Flying I thought it was more referring sky, to his so general body shape. <laughs> Yeah, so he seems like he would have a depth of knowledge. He's really the only one. So, Blimpy Boy, you're on the team. Come on down to the Bilt <laughs> And he'll be my alibi. Yeah, and also if the cops ask about uh, <laughs> arson slash murder. Yeah, I didn't do it. I followed you back, man. This is the least you could do. Uh. <laughs> Well, you still uh, have not provided an alibi, John. I s- uh, my alibi is listen to all the podcasts where I say, oh, I think Lucas Pease is a pretty good guy. <laughs> you would say that. But I've said that, too. I think him. he's a good person. It's, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah, we're separating his hockey I, uh, ability and his contract from his personality. Okay, my alibi would be that I'm curling. I'm not even that interested <laughs> in hockey. Curling's my number one sport. I'm at, I was at a curling game. Okay. That's my alibi. That's a, that's a solid alibi. Yeah, right? I mean, Stefan, have you had what enough What curler time would commit arson? You know? For to the Lucas Pizza. Lucas Pizza would do of the week. I do have one, but do we have any more questions? What or? would you do to get rid of Lou? <laughs> would you hammer a nail in your dick? <laughs> <laughs> Would you good. give up every Canucks first round pick? <laughs> I would actually, just so Benning didn't pick another. Well, I was going to insult Vertanen. I like Vertanen. He just, it was not a sixth overall. And pick, Jared McCann looks like he's going to be a player. Yeah, except he got severely concussed on the weekend. <laughs> so he might be dead. Just when also. he was like, just playing his best. But Jonathan anyway. Taves took a hit like that from Willie Mitchell, and Johnny Taves is looking fine. That's so true. That's true. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway, my Lucas Visa would do of the week. I thought one up, and I was recently, I was making some uh some pizza and i uh i well no it's not, it's not a callback to the dick pizza i was thing. making yeah, some no, pizza some uh, dick this is pizza, normal pizza it warmed pizza. up for a specific reason and uh this is about a week ago i guess and i i sliced not, it wasn't a, a big cup but i sliced my finger open on the uh like the cheese grater and okay. it was it's horrible because it's like it, it's the scrapey yeah, like side of the yeah, yeah exactly like so i would uh grate my ass <laughs> <laughs> and I would use all four sides because it's one of the four-sided ones where there's like the slicing side, there's like the rough kind the of really paper size, the very fine. There's the bigger holes, and then I'd, there's one more. Anyway, I would do all four sides. <laughs> I, honest to God, I hope that Jim Benning listens to this and just takes you up on one of these offers for fun. And the fresh slice listens to this and is like, "I want to use your ass as the cheese <laughs> on the pizza." <laughs> 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 That would be great. Uh, we have a question here. It does kind of taste like that's how that's where the cheese came from. So we have a question here from David Hamblin, who says it's Hulk Hogan's birthday today. Just in case you wanted to spend even more time talking about him, which we don't. But the wrestler is of it, choice is it uh, former Canadian junior champion curler David Hamblin? Uh, no, he's from Newport, Virginia. I okay. think. But uh, unfortunate that I would have fanboyed for there for a minute. <laughs> but, but yeah, the wrestler that we chose to talk about today was the star of Arrow, Stephen Amell. Yeah, no, we're do- yeah, no, we're done with Hulk Hogan. Moving on, I think everyone's done with Hulk Hogan I, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there were a, a series of questions, Stefan, that came in from your roommate. Uh, well, yeah, and I guess let me. Do you have it? Do you have it up right now? Or I don't have the ones that he sent to you, but I have one that he sent to the show. 
Let's see. Oh, here it here it is. Uh, would you kill your roommate if it meant the Canucks won a cup? Uh, and he puts in brackets. The right answer is yes. And, and he is Stefan's roommate yeah. for those of you playing the home yeah. game. So, so he's going to kill murder, you, or he so wants we would murder to be Chris. killed. Uh, well, I guess it's either way. I mean, yeah, no, I, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd allow him to kill me, uh, and I would. Uh, but then you wouldn't. But then you wouldn't be alive. But I know the Canucks would win the Stanley Cup if I knew if I was guaranteed. Yeah. But even if I wasn't guaranteed, I'd still do it anyway. So I don't have to put up with Spiza and Benning and all that shit. So. Yeah, but I'd, I'd kill him. Okay. A lot of murder we're talking he about. Also right? asked, yeah, we talk about murder a lot. He also asked a question to me, which is, uh, there is more than one Three Ninjas movie? And how did he get to 30 and not know this? And the answer, Chris, is that you have a more enriched and thoughtful <laughs> life than I do. I thought there were a lot of There's Three like at least four movie. of them, okay, I I'm going to count them here. This is a great chance for everybody to just see how many... Uh, there were but I uh, there you, were four. I yeah. tried to prove to you that I had seen Three Ninjas, High Noon at Ninja Mountain or Mega Mountain. Mega Mountain. That's by, right. uh, okay, can by you name quote, all four? Three. No, Ninjas I cannot. Movies. But I can quote a piece of dialogue from High Noon at Mega Mountain because uh, the woman who like the evil woman who takes over the theme park that the three ninjas have to uh, karate kick repeatedly uh, is named Medusa. And she has a bunch of like Jamaican or just like Caribbean goons. And one of the guys is looking at like a radar screen, like Stefan tracks yeah, Medusa, John that's right. on. Yeah. And he's looking at the like security camera that shows Hulk Hogan's character, Dave Dragon, climbing <laughs> up the side the wooden side of like a giant uh roller coaster and the guard like waves her over by shouting hey medusa come check this oot <laughs> so that's i always remember that come check this oot that's a that's an encyclopedia so and that's of, proof uh, that i have seen it so yeah, there no, you go so yeah. the uh there's there are four three ninjas films there's three ninjas three ninjas kick back <laughs> three ninjas knuckle up and Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Now, do you remember the Three Ninjas' names? Uh, one Justin? of them is named Rocky. That's right. And then I don't know the other two. Rocky, Colt. Colt. And Tum Tum. Tum Tum, yes. And Tum Tum How is, could I forget Tum Tum? Tum is the fat one, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> one of the three is fat, and they called him Tum Tum. Played by Chad Power. Yeah. Chad, if you're listening to the show, we'd love to. Check this okay, so What did he go on to Ninjas. after that? Uh, oh, and those are their ninja names. My apologies. Their real names are Samuel, Jeffrey, and Michael. <laughs> but their ninja names, Rocky, you know. Colt and Tum Tum. Yeah, this is exactly what you think of when you think ninjas. So in the first I, I one. I bet if you checked like the message board on one of those dudes' IMDBs, it would be like, he was great as Tum Tum. The most recent post on Chad Power's message board is, he has a MySpace. <laughs> nice. Might as well check it out. Uh, so uh, that was May 2006. This so. is uh, I love that. Basically, the uh, the the plots of these movies got really bad after the first. Like the first one is pretty good. Uh, these three suburban California brothers visit their grandfather Mori Tanaka, which they're all white, so we're not really sure what the connection <laughs> is there. Cabin in the desert to train to become ninjas. On the last day, uh, or sorry, given the, the the ninja names, Rocky, Cold, and Tum Tum, the boys witness a confrontation between their grandfather and Hugo Snyder, ex-student of Tanaka and a criminal who's being pursued by the boys' father, FBI agent Sam Douglas, on their last day of summer vacation. Snyder plans to kidnap the boys, blah, blah, blah. Sounds excellent. The synopsis for Three Ninjas Kick Back starts with, during a championship baseball game... <laughs> 
Rocky Gold and Tum Tum have to decide to go to Japan to help their grandfather Mori Tanaka or stay for the baseball game. <laughs> Do they just, is it just them at the baseball yeah, game? They're in, movie, they're yeah, they're in the baseball game, I guess, presumably. But they knew they had to take the dagger to him. Uh Okay, a child wrote this. Okay, I I just checked the IMDb page of Michael Olasky II, who played Colt in Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, and the top post on his message board is, worst haircut in the history of cinema? (laughs) That's right, I'm talking Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, and guess what? This was written on Monday, March 27th, 2006, and I am the author of it. Are you fucking kidding me? I wrote that in 2006, <laughs> nine years ago, and I followed it up with a really mean comment. I said, if I was this guy, I'd have killed myself after this came out. <laughs> did you forget about this? Yeah, clearly I did, but I just finished watching the movie. Oh, my God. I love that you... And then went on his IMDb page to rip him. I love the way that you wrote it like people were expecting you. You're like, the worst haircut of all time? That's right. I'm talking about Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. Exactly what you were thinking. (laughs) Good Lord. Though he went on after being in this movie to have an appearance as Young Benny in an episode of Mr. Show with Bob and David. So at least he's done something he can be proud of. I also like... uh, So I've decided a child wrote a lot of these uh, plot synopses and uh, the plot synopsis of Three Ninjas Knuckle Up just sounds great because of the way that they've worded this. It makes it sound like uh, like the villain in uh, like a crude video game or something because it starts out, it says, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum must battle an evil, wealthy, toxic waste dumper <laughs> in order to save a local Indian tribe and their friend Joe. <laughs> well, uh, I just like that. I want there to be an evil, wealthy, toxic waste dumper. We're taking a sampling from all of their IMDb pages. Matthew Botuchis, who played Rocky, I believe. He did play Rocky in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain. This is not the top post, but it is my favorite one. The the subject is Pizza Comerical. (laughs) And the question is, is he in that Pizza Comerical with the scooter? (laughs) That could be a lot of pizza comericals. Pizza is misspelled, <laughs> and so is commercial. Comerical. Wow. Okay, here's some more excellent facts about Three Ninjas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I assume we're done with the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have yeah. anything else from the mailbag that the, was uh, de- dying? No, to no, get we're to? continuing with Three Ninjas. So <laughs> and the, we're uh, still talking about Hulk Hogan tangentially. The budget, also. the budget for the first Three Ninjas movie was $6.5 million, and it made $29 million. Which led them to, for the second one, sink $20 million into the second one, and it only grossed $11 million. And then the next two were straight to DVD and grossed 413000 and 375000 respectively, while both Three Ninjas Knuckle Up and Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain accrued 0% ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Oh, I do love that the second one is called Kickback, though, implying that they did not kick in the first movie. They just got well, kicked. Well, it kind of implies that they're, like, relaxing, too. They're just kicking back. Kicking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kicking shit going down. Yeah. They're just, like, sitting in a lazy boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 
do we? Well, I think that'll HF? do it for yeah. the mailbag, and we'll move in now oh, to the. Oh man, are you guys sure you don't want to hear this one critic review of uh, uh, High Noon? I, I, I want to hear it. Okay, yeah, yes. I want to hear it. Uh, okay, abrasively loud, gratingly <laughs> acted, appallingly directed, and without a moral core. This Three Ninjas also boasts a screenplay with the most of the decade that exquisite sound you make when trying to annihilate another human with your foot or a karate chop that's also a review of our podcast <laughs> yeah it's this is definitely gratingly acted and appallingly <laughs> i think it's time though for the is it the hf boards posted the week? yes i believe it is it's time you were looking at the computer and you said hey podcasters come check this oot <laughs> It is the HF Boards post of the week. Now, I had a Bowie Horvat post that was, it was a good Bowie Horvat post. It was nothing special. And then uh, a friend of the show and the only good, one of the only good posters on HF Boards, Verviticus, sent in an HF Boards post of the week. Uh, so there's a first time for everything. And this is unbelievable. And this comes from Connor McHindu. And uh, I'll read just excerpts of it. And I'll just get to the, the, the last sentence is what does it. Okay. Um, so he is, he's pro-Benning. Uh, he loves Jim Benning. Uh, and I should say that uh, this is in reference to a poll on the Vancouver Canucks HF Boards page. Uh, the poll question is, do you have confidence in management going forward? Which I will say before you get to the poll results, it seemed like a month ago when we were in the early stages of the podcast, speaking out against Lord Bennington was like a, a bannable offense. Yeah, yeah. There weren't as many anti-Benning uh, posters, or as I like to call them, uh, normal, like smart people. And here we are in uh, August. So the question is, do you have confidence in management going forward? Uh, here's the options. One, yes, we're building for the present and future. Two, warily optimistic. Three, still too early to judge one way or another. And four, I have more confidence in a potato. Uh, yet the most positive answer, uh, the uh, option, yes, uh, the 20 votes. Warily optimistic, 25. Still too early to judge, 34 votes. And I have more confidence in a potato, 183 votes. Uh, so you can see what the general consensus is. Well, at least is. a potato would not be able to make any moves. Exactly, and that's better than what he's done, which yes. is the implication. But anyway, so Connor says, I voted for the, the first choice, which was, uh, yes, we're building for the present and the future. And I'll read some of his stuff. Uh, the presence of Miller allowed Lack to grow into his role and fill in nicely when Miller went down. Uh, he posted this today, and Lack is no longer on the team. Uh, Canucks have character guys in Sutter, Prust, and Dorsett on the team while getting rid of Zach Cassian, a, a talented yet flaky player. So I guess the imp what he's saying there is they have less talent, and that's a good thing. Um, I do oh, have issues. Horrible. I do have issues with the contracts of Spiza, Dorsett, and Sutter, but also understand why Benning made those signings. Uh, so I guess he just kind of cancels himself out. He says, I do have issues with the contracts, but I understand why they were made. Uh, and then he ends it with the best sentence I've heard in a while. Jim Benning is Vancouver's version of the Dark Knight. Uh, which I don't really even know what that means. I haven't seen The Dark Knight for a while. I guess it's like he's the hero we deserve or whatever that fucking quote why, is. Why is he trading players, Dad? <laughs> because we have to chase him. <laughs> Maybe there's like a dark night we don't know about where it's like this old like King Arthur type tale about a knight who was blind <laughs> and so everything was dark and he was really bad. And he traded fighting. all of his best knights uh, to yeah. another knight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds all right. But anyway, yeah. that's that's the HF boards post of the week. Thank you to Verviticus for sending that in. That's that's a very good one. Um Yeah. That was that was a pretty solid HF Fourth post of the week. And that will do it for the sports portion of the podcast. One Just for the record, I will say Jim Benning is better than a potato. 
Is he? The potato though? can't talk. <laughs> so I feel like Jim Benning looks at every reporter asking a question the way that everyone looks at every Jim Benning trade. He looks at the reporters asking a question the way I would look if at a potato if it asked me a question. I'd be like, oh my god, that potato can talk. The, you know what I mean? Or, or like the way that surprised little like, potato. Yeah. Yeah. Or okay. the or the way that you would look at like a porn actor sliding his dick into a greasy pizza. <laughs> a little disgusted, but kind of intrigued. Very intrigued. Yeah. I don't know why we needed a callback. It's <laughs> a great way to finish off the pod. All right, time Remember for that time we were talking about porn. Guys? Well, that's gonna be that's that's gonna be one good thing. Is big sausage pizza. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Oh, skip it this week. This has been a real good show. Thank you. Uh, please rate and review, and uh, goodbye. Time for one good thing, the portion of the program, the final portion of the program where we talk about things that we actually like, be they from the world of sports, pop culture, whatever they happen to be, things we enjoy, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. Gentlemen, who wants to start us off? John, would you like to go first? Oh, sure. Do what I... I don't... I don't uh, okay. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> shit. All right. I don't know what my... Uh, Oh, I can go first. Yeah, you go first. Okay, I, don't know. Uh, I was on the I'm, train today, and there was. Oh, sorry, you're gonna I'm say beto- no. Yeah. I'm just. I'm between a few things. Go ahead. Okay. Well, there was a, an ad in the train station, and it's an ad for the BC Lions for uh, season. Oh, tickets. yeah, this is great. And I don't. I guess the idea. Uh, they must have realized what they were saying when they made this ad, and wanted people to take pictures and share it on Twitter, which is exactly what I did. Um, so it's a picture. It's a bunch of BC Lions fans, like big, greasy, sweaty Lions fans. There's face men, paint, face shirtless. Paint. There's men and women. There's They're a lot. There's New a lot of people there. They're from New Westminster, for sure. <laughs> and the caption is, and one, they're banging a drum. They have and, drums. And the caption is, "We bang together. Join us." <laughs> so I don't know how that got like past the marketing department. I guess like. I'm taking a picture of him and I'm sending it out to 60,000 Twitter followers. We're talking yeah. about it on the podcast. So mission accomplished. I think they, they had to know. They had I don't know, to know how what you it would. Was. But anyway. Because this is the thing too. I feel like a lot of people who are like actually swingers in real life look like that. And go to Lions games. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not like it's not their like romantic uh, like or like well not romantic but like ideal that like you get from like uh, you know these articles written in Vice or whatever where they talk about these like upscale sex parties like r- most of the time swingers parties are nothing you want to Our be yeah. greasy near. shirtless football yeah. fans yeah exactly I, I have a feeling that people. half the people in that advertisement didn't even know that it was for a football team. oh I'm sure yeah <laughs> well yeah like CFL <laughs> games are basically swinger parties with like 25,000 people out there yeah, basically. That's why the league's still afloat. Um, it's the only reason to go to the games. Um, yeah. Well, you put your keys in a, in a jar on the way into the game, yeah. but that's only because you're not allowed to drive home afterwards. Yeah, yeah exactly. Are we at a key party? No, no. You're just drunk driving away. Drunk, yeah. Mothers against drunk driving. It's total opposite thing. Um, that's my one good thing, though, is, is the We Bang Together ad. I like which it. Is hilarious. Um, Okay, well, I'll shout out uh, since we were actually just talking about Mad. Uh, it made it all. Anytime I think about Mothers Against Drunk Driving, um, I, it makes me always think of uh, Charlie Demers, who's one of my favorite uh, Vancouver comedians. He has a joke about Mothers Against Drunk Driving about how that's just like the best charity name of all time because like how do you not he's like it's like these women that nourished you and gave you life and gave birth to you and you love and everyone loves their mother against like one of the worst (laughs) things in the world like how could you not give money to them he's like it's like the coalition for puppies uh uh, it's like the coalition for puppies in favor of hugs (laughs) like it's just like everybody's 
Uh, he's like, I don't know how you wouldn't just give it up to them. So anyway, uh, I totally butchered that joke. I'm sorry, Charlie, but uh, <laughs> he is uh, one of my favorite comedians in Vancouver and also in Canada. Um, and uh, yeah, so you could check him out. I, sh- I don't know why I don't use this space to plug local comedians more often. So maybe I will do that from now on. But you can check him out on Twitter at uh, Charles Demers, D-E-M-E-R-S. And uh, he performs around the city a lot. He also has a, a $5 special available online that you can check out. And he's a regular guest on CBC's The Debaters. It's so. also a little bit like comedy podcasts against Hitler. But we're actually the only one of those. Yeah, we're the only yeah. one. <laughs> I think I came out as like pro-Hitler briefly last week. But yeah, that was but joke. it was like an accident. Oh, yeah, a little bit. I just slipped yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. All right, my one good thing... Uh, is is live wrestling events. I went to two of them in the last 48 hours. You're and just going to squeeze if, it in. Even eh? if you don't like enjoy uh, like watching it on TV, there is definitely something to it in person that is more amazing, the things that they do. Uh, we got treated to a great triple threat match between Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro last night, which was incredible. But even the house show in Vancouver on Saturday was so much fun. And the best part is like, you know, we're going as dudes in our 20s, late 20s, and, you know, we just lucked out in that both nights I got seated in the vicinity of like an entire row full of kids who were just so into it. I got lucky. <laughs> just <laughs> so, so into it. And like, yeah, it's you know, true. like, like Brooke gave you shit, John, about like going to something that's scripted where you yeah, technically Brooke is my girlfriend. know the results, which we don't really know. They yeah. know. Well, what about the girlfriend? But uh, we report? don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. The break sorry. up, break down. Oh, break yeah. up, break down. We are still together. <laughs> and this is bullshit because I thought I was, I said you were going to break up by episode nine, uh, operating under the premise that we were recording every two weeks in the summer. For the summer, and our podcast which was our original gotten, plan. Yeah, it was, but then we got like popular or whatever, and now we're doing it every week. And so this is like bullshit. Like you're, you, I feel like you're easily going to make it to episode nine. You we're already change on episode yours six. to like fifteen or so, or what? Um, I don't know. Whatever. Double nine, eighteen. Regardless, it is scripted, but it's malleable. Like if you go to it live, you can change something within the event. Now, clearly, people demanding Daniel Bryan chanting his name, doing the yes chant, all that stuff. It's one of the best chants in fake sports and real sports at the moment. I love Daniel Bryan, and people demanded that he be popular, and he got to win the main event of WrestleMania as a result. So it's malleable in that way. But also, I'm a very loud person, gentlemen. Here we go. This is where he's going to brag. You know that. He's bragging about a fake sports thing. Just be aware of that, I went to the show on Sunday night at Pacific Coliseum, and the main event was Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns in a street fight. They went outside the ring so that Bray could set up uh, like one of the steel steps vertically so that he could later be whipped into it. That was the purpose of them going outside the ring at that point, if you're looking at it from a practical sense. But because I'm so loud and because I had a bunch of kids behind me who would jump in on any chant that I started, I started a We Want Tables chant. <laughs> which Roman Reigns heard me chanting. He lifted up the apron to go under the ring to get a table, which got a huge ovation, and then Bray Wyatt stopped him from doing that and slammed the thing shut, which got massive boos. And that moment would never have happened within that match if I had not started a We Want Tables chant. So is it scripted? Yes, but it's malleable, and you get to affect it if you yell about by tables. being there and being loud and if yelling you yell about, about tables, they will give you tables. <laughs> yes. The so, way you, I know, like, the way you're just, like, obviously they smash the tables and stuff. Is the eventually. Idea. They, through, yeah. they throw the guy through yeah. the table. But I just kind of like the idea of just, like, we just want to see, like, a table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Don't actually throw anyone through it. Maybe put some chairs out there. <laughs> I just want to see Set you. Set it for dinner. Set it. 
table. <laughs> well, there were some like great, uh, like the when the Dudleys were wrestling, they would do like the heels that would wrestle the Dudleys. They were famous for putting people through tables. They would be like, they would bring the table out, but never use it just to like piss off the crowd. Like not put anyone through it. Just like, oh, you want a table? Here's one. You Someone should do the, the tablecloth trick where you put a bunch of like glassware on it and you pull out the tablecloth. I think that would get a pretty big round of applause. Except one of the dudes, like the the guy that you're trying to put through the table is like tied to the tablecloth. So when you rip it, he goes smashing on through. There you go. It's brilliant. That's the one. That'll be a magic trick slash wrestling move <laughs> to be seen in the WWE, hopefully <laughs> at some point. But yeah, it's it's you know it's all right on TV. It's so much fun when you go to it live. So that is my one good thing for the week. Stefan recommends a BC Lions ad that runs in print, and you can see it <laughs> on public transit. John recommends comedian Charlie Demers, and Justin recommends live wrestling events. Do we have anything to plug before we wrap things up here, gentlemen? Uh, yeah. So I'm still plugging the same shows I was plugging before because they haven't happened yet. But uh, I will be doing my first ever headlining sets at Yuck Yucks in Vancouver, August 21st and 22nd. And uh, I also just found out I'm going to be opening up for Bill Bellamy at Yuck Yucks on Sunday, this Sunday, August 16th. So if you're listening in Vancouver, Bill Bellamy's uh, star of... Uh, couple Def Jam comedy uh, vehicles. He's currently in Vancouver filming Kindergarten Cop 2. He's been in a bunch of movies. Actually? Uh, yep. That's a real movie that's yep. being made right now. Yep. In this city. Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? Anyway. <laughs> you can look that up later, but I'll be opening up for Bill Bellamy on Sunday, August 16th, and then headlining Yuck Yucks Saturday, August 21st, and Sunday, or sorry, Friday, August 21st, and Saturday, August 22nd. So come out and uh, say hi. I'd love to see you. And I'm going to plug the podcast once again, which I always forget to do. Uh, I know some people just listen through uh, SoundCloud, which is fine. We're happy to have you aboard. But if you do listen through iTunes, it helps us out a lot. Uh, if you will rate and review the show on iTunes, leave us a nice review, say something nice or terrible, depending on how it you can feel. You don't have to lie. If it's like a funny, bad review. Yeah, we can take it. Yeah, we'd love it. Um, so yeah, please do that. It really helps the show in the iTunes ranking algorithms quite a bit, which of course brings us to new people. And if you're listening on iTunes or listening on SoundCloud and you like and enjoy the show, it helps even more to simply tell another person about it so that they can listen and enjoy it also. So please do that for us. We would love And follow us on Twitter at Real Good Show. And give AW a thumbs up and flip off a bad pizza place and there was something else that they needed to do. Send us your favorite sports name on Twitter this week too. Yep. So all of those things. Stefan, anything to plug? Uh, the show, I guess. No, I don't know. I mean, there's Rocket League DLC just came out, apparently. <laughs> I don't, like, work for them or anything, but it's a but fun you've game. Apparently no, I don't, I don't really have anything on my plate right business. now. No, I, yeah, yeah, no, it's a great game. So, <laughs> is, is it, I, yeah, just plug something that has, like, nothing to do with me. All right, until next week, our interns are Aaron McKay and Kelsey Lehman. Our roommate is Brooke Halverson. I have been Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Show. Show. Oh, we oh, nailed it. Was, it. That was good. Yes. Yeah. After last yes. week's debacle. Show. Show. Oh, show. Shit. Damn it. I did it too late. Show. 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 Alpha show. 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 <laughs>